This is Metastrophic Music. Welcome campers, you're tuned into the new podcast called Metastrophic Music, a show where we talk about our favorite bands and records and have a hell of a time trying to turn you, the listener, as well as us, the host, onto some great new tunes and artists. So gather close around the fire and don't forget your hot tea or cocktail. It's time to get into it with your hosts, The Matt, Kelly, and Duffy. What is up, my man? What is up? I just want to get into this and I want to know what did you bring to the fire today? I brought to the fire today technological problems. (laughs) 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 We have been trying for the last few hours to get this to cooperate and we feel like finally figured out a means to record our podcast. So we had already recorded this entire introduction before in the sake of honesty. For the listeners at home, if you ever want to spend a ridiculous amount of time sitting at your computer, (laughs) just start a podcast. For sure. (laughs) You will be surprised at the amount of problems that just sideswipe you. (laughs) We were going so well, and we thought, this is fun. We're in the pocket here. And then it's like, nope, you're not. Yeah, every single time. We think we found ourselves a nice situation here. Bear with us as we continue to try to solve this mystery. Yeah, we're just humans, folks. You're not listening to AI. We're not. Real humans here. (laughs) Okay, so what I actually had brought to the fire, original troll doll that apparently may not... I like what you did with his hair. I'm thinking he might have to leave the campfire. (laughs) He's possessed. I went (laughs) talk about him. It seems that it didn't like to be talked about. (laughs) It cost us a little hex. I made note. This is like Ash in the Necronomicon. I mean, I'm reading the bottom of his foot thinking, maybe I should not say that out loud. You know what? I'm just going to leave well enough alone and just say that I have an emerald green troll doll. (laughs) So what what did you bring to the fire? (laughs) I got my trusty, uh, what's this thing called? Tambourine. Got my trusty tambourine here. And my coconut water. Keep me hydrated, please, Lord. (laughs) All right, man, we've been anticipating this episode for so long now. We have. And we're finally <laughs> going to try to talk about Fleetwood Mac today. Yeah, cheers, cheers. They were formed in 1967, and they are known for such radio hits as Don't Stop, Go Your Own Way, Dreams, Rhiannon, Gold Dust Woman, Landslide, Everywhere, Little Lies, Gypsy, You Make Loving Fun, Big Love, and probably a few more that I have forgot to mention here. Probably about 50 more. <laughs> Whew. We had an experience that we were going to try to relate to you. Yeah. With the Fleetwood Mac entire catalog. Now, Duffy, in the before times. <laughs> in the yesteryears. <laughs> <laughs> you said before that you are not very familiar with Fleetwood Mac before we started getting into this. Yeah, I was a big-time newbie, familiar with the classics that I heard on the radio as a child and the stuff that, you know, my parents would play. Mostly, like, rumors and probably anything that wasn't on that record was something I heard on the radio. 
and not really a big fan. Like, it's something I could, you know, be chill with, you know, when it came on. I never really had the desire to, like, dig any deeper or to explore Fleetwood Mac. I'm freaking boy, I'm glad I did. <laughs> I discovered at least one record that I freaking yes. really love. <laughs> and I wanted to start right off the bat with saying that my lady Lauren wanted to put Tusk on her F stack. She said she wanted that to be known. Okay. Personally, I would have You Make Loving Fun if we were including hits, which led me down a real interesting rabbit hole for this band in particular as we were trying to figure out the boundaries of creating a classic four-track F-stack, like what is a hit. In that search, I discovered that The Chain, which was all over classic rock radio, and if you've you know listened to that at all in the last 30 years, you probably heard this song. But it was never released as a single, never charted, and technically not a hit. I could have included that, but it seemed to go against the spirit of what we're trying to create here. Yeah. In the process, though, the fact that we both discovered the same album, Gem, crazy to think that that happened. Yeah, I think this is the culmination of their career, in my mind. A fantastic, fantastic record that, I guess, given the history of the band, the lineup changes, the turmoil, this seems to be like the icing on the cake. I went back to the origins, Peter Green being in the band, and listening to Then Play On, which is probably the most successful one and well-known of that era. Like the track I had on my F-Stack right up until the end, Green Manalishi with the two-pronged crown. And it's this weird blue psychedelic rock thing. It's not really the same band. Oh yeah, it's completely different, yeah. Yes, they're both called Fleetwood Mac and they both have the same back end. But other than that... Well, you know, this band, they've done that throughout their history. I mean, they held onto that name. Yep. I just like finding some, some really deep buried gem in their catalog wow there is like an entire album's worth <laughs> treasure this is great and then we shared with each other and it was like oh he likes this album for sure yeah and i said to you a few times a hardcore fleetwood mac fan is probably not going to like was it my opinions maybe as much i don't know that i would consider myself a hardcore fleetwood mac fan but I would say that I am definitely a well-versed one. I've been listening to them for at least probably 30 years of my life. Yeah. Having seen them live and have stories about them that I was looking forward to share even before we got into the actual homework. But I'm telling you, campers, if you listen to what will ultimately be a metastrophic four-track F-stack, the end of this episode, you will be pleasantly surprised, I feel. Dude, in my mind, you and I perfected this. Yes. This episode, these stacks that you and I created, this is definitely built for me. I mean, it, it hits me exactly the right way. Me too, dude. I was very surprised and happy, and I've just been listening pretty much nonstop. All right, so you ready to get into the stacks? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. For the campers playing along at home, each week... We the Mads will pick a band or artist that we love, choosing four of our favorite songs to build an F-Stack. A four-track F-Stack is deep cuts only, no radio-friendly massive hits allowed. We exchange our F-Stacks with one another and consider the gems we have collected to build a combined, matastrophic, ultimate four-track F-Stack. 
It's a game of cooperation, compromise, shared passion, and musical discovery. We are here to have a wholesome good time, so... Ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, and everyone under the beautiful rainbow of humanity, set your drama down and share in the good vibes at our campfire right here with Matastrophic Music. Let's get positively cosmic. Alright, so, I'll start. Deep breath. Here we go. So, my first track comes from the culmination of Fleetwood Mac. Finally, let's talk about it. The greatest record they have ever put out. (laughs) Here it is. Say you will. All right. In the crowd, boom. (laughs) What are you guys on right now? Say you will. This is the best record, in my opinion, that Fleetwood Mac ever put out. And like I said, this is coming from a place where I was not a fan until doing the homework for this show. And now this is an amazing record that I've not been able to stop listening to for like a few weeks now. I'm the same way in rotation. Yeah. (laughs) Since I came across it. So the name of my number one in my F stack is Come. C O M E. You sick bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, come on, dude. For but real. really, it could have been spelled the other way, too, you know? <laughs> this song is ridiculous. And this was one of the only ones off of that album that I hadn't listened to completely. Yeah. When I saw you had it on there, and I listened to it, I was like, that was, wow. I was an experience. Yeah. I had my headphones on, and it was a perfect... This is one of the best songs in their whole entire catalog, floored. Yeah, it's far from a typical Fleetwood Mac song. I mean, this song is in left field, man. It just rocks so hard. Let me explain a little why I chose this. I mean, right off the bat, coming from the world of hard rock and metal, I was drawn to the heaviness of this song. Yes. That heavy riff stuck out to me. Exotic intro. It comes in with the acoustic guitar. And it's doing this thing that I came to realize is prevalent in many Fleetwood Mac songs, where it kind of bounces back and forth from left ear to right ear in the mix. The band, they use a lot of left and right panning. Mm -hmm. You know, I really like that. I, I like how it comes off in this song. And it builds that intro to where it comes in with Lindsay's breathy vocals. You know, I'm a big fan of his vocals, man. Yeah, me too. I don't know, he might not do a lot of technical, like, like up and down, you know, that sort of thing, but he's got, like, a real solid voice, and I really dig it. Most of my favorites from the band are actually songs that he sings. Yeah, he comes in with the breathy vocals. Think of me, sweet darling, every time you don't come, C-O-M-E. Right. Like... <laughs> Yeah, dude, he comes in rocking on that riff and stuff. So vocally, he kind of does something that seems a little bit like Mars Volta to me. Oh, okay. He gets into that high-pitched range, and he's kind of like squirrely, coming at you from all angles and chaotic. You know what I mean? That melody, it's kind of like all over the place. I'd written down Jack White, early Jack White. Okay, yeah. That has that explosion that solo is just like man it blisters your soul <laughs> oh i was saving the best for last that solo is yeah 
because this would have been my number four, my sledgehammer. Like, oh, yeah. Holy crap, dude. That song was a masterpiece. Yeah, and that solo just goes on and on. I love that. He does that on a, a couple of the tracks on this record. Blistering guitar work. Yeah, I love that you love this song. My number one, I love this song. Pairs well with sex and drugs. You yes. Know? <laughs> yeah, let's move on, dude. I want to talk about your number one. My number one, World Turning, off of 1975's second self-titled album. Yeah. What did you think of this song on first listen? I like it. You know, it's interesting how you and I arrange our deck, because I just came out, like, freaking slamming <laughs> you sure right did. away. You sure did, dude. And your track does the opposite. You come in, you open the door, and you, you build the atmosphere for the rest. A little peak. Yeah, you, you build it up for the rest of your stack. I like this song. As far as your stack goes, it might be my least favorite of your stack. I do like that thing where I was talking about the guitar coming in like left and right. I think they use like a panning effect. All of his finger picking style, you know, real busy. I'm a fan of that. Sounds like he's playing just like hundreds of notes, you know? It's crazy. I've watched him do it and it just boggles my mind that he's making the sounds that he's making while he's doing that. Yeah, and I think it kind of had like a bluegrass guitar style feel. Good pace, good mix of Christine and Lindsay on this one. Yeah, so I have a story about this one. Okay. March 4th, 2015. The lady says, let's get some floor tickets to Fleetwood Mac. They're playing tonight. Then the tickets were like super cheap because there is a snowstorm coming. In Dallas, Texas, not a lot of snow plows. You know, people were kind of scared off of going to the show where I was like, okay, I've driven 15 winters in upstate New York. You know, I kind of have an idea of what it would be like, my car will handle on it, etc. So I was like, let's do it. Yeah. This is when they had the full band together. We get there, and it might have been just spit and snow or whatever before the show. This concert, dude, is definitely in my top five. And this song was played at the show. It opened the encore. I meant to look it up when I got home because I'd never heard it before. I forgot what stuck out to me from that show buckingham doing big love just him in an acoustic oh my god tears of joy i love that song so much amplified the whole experience there was also another song that i had looking for called i'm so afraid this one also almost made it onto my f stack this one closed the main set with go your own way before they walked off stage okay this is the craziest, maybe the best set list that I've ever had, other than when I saw Nine Inch Nails for the first time at Bonnaroo 2009. That set list was perfect. And when I saw Rush, the last tour. But this one is in that mix with those two because the fact that you get to, like, to the end of the show, you know there's hits coming that you want to hear, and they're going to be played. Mm-hmm. These two songs that I had never heard before, and they both were great. And then to stumble upon it, and I gotta get this in my F stack. This is the song. I remember this song from the concert. Yeah. Because then afterwards, of course, we left the concert. And if anybody's ever driven in upstate and central New York, 3 a.m. after a snowstorm when it's not plowed, like say you're coming home from work, (laughs) I don't want to be snowed in (laughs) at this parking lot. I have to find a way to get home. Right. I can remember being white knuckled in my little Honda Civic, dude for 10 15 miles it was to where we were living at the time and car sliding and being like okay 
you know, remember my skills. Because at that point, I'd been living in Texas for a little over three years. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It was like riding a bike. Man, I just went to one of the best concerts of my entire life. This is totally worth it. I got this. We got to go floor seats, dirt cheap, to see freaking Fleetwood Mac blow my mind. That's gnarly, man. Yeah. You said that was their first encore, that song? Yeah. You know, because they have so many hits. It's crazy to think that I had fallen in love with these two songs so late in a show that already had moments that brought me pure joy. That's cool, man. You want to move on to track two? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my number two is Moreau turning over in his grave. So I was interested to find out more about this song. Murrow is journalist Edward R. Murrow. Mm -hmm. That's who the song's about. And I guess turning over in his grave is referring to how he would be dismayed at the present day media. Mm -hmm. Like a lack of honesty and integrity, I guess, in the media. That's where the title comes from. And not much has changed in the 20 years since he wrote this song. Yeah, so that's on Say You Will from 2003. He's still turning over in his grave. <laughs> so I wrote down some lyrics. Shoot. Do you feel the ooze as your brain drips out from the pneumatic drills and sharpening knives? Blood in the sky. Are you dead or alive? <laughs> oh man it's sinister yeah creepy that could be like a metal song lyrics right there because <laughs> the song itself was like that old western vibe to it it reminded me of deadwood and hell on wheels gritty realistic dramas uh-huh old western vibes i love the vocals and the chorus it's almost like you have these people singing Moreau turning over in his grave, and then you have these people singing it, but they come in with it like at a different time, and it all layers over top of each track. Yeah, it's just real cool. It's, yeah, a little creepy. You have these different voices in your head, and they're Moreau turning over in his grave, Moreau turning over <laughs> in his grave. <laughs> it has a real haunting kind of vibe to the whole thing. I like yeah, it. Yeah, freaking... Dude, the guitar solo in this song, it's so crazy. Like, okay, before I talk about the solo, it's so crazy that this was track two on that record. For real. <laughs> they start out with, what's the world coming to? Okay, you know, like a typical Fleetwood song. And they go right into this song <laughs> after that. It's like, what? <laughs> it's awesome. Freaking love it. The guitar solo is insane in this song, Oh, dude. yes. And it just goes on and on, and it high pitch, and he's just, <laughs> just like going at it, right. you know? It's in one of those songs that you might not expect it until it's, you step into it. Whoa, here we go. Yeah, it lets you know that this record means business, I think. I also kind of picture the band, okay, in the studio maybe, or like listening to their final project after they've finished the record. <laughs> They're listening to this song. And it's Lindsay, like, showboating and, like, showing off. And the rest of the band is just sitting there, like, giving him that look. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm going to put that in my pocket. <laughs> We're going to have this tie-in later. Their arms are folded. And they're just sitting there quiet. And they're just staring at him. And he's just, like, having the time of his, his life. life. <laughs> just showboating and jamming. Yes. Yup. Oh, that's great. Freaking awesome. I love it. On that note, too, it kind of leads into my version of that, which is also a number two. Yeah. I chose Tango. 
In the night. <laughs> Off of 1987's Tango in the Night. I remember this song from when I was a little kid and long car rides to visit my grandparents. Takes me back anytime I hear almost any song off of this album. The trees changing color, yeah. driving by the lake. Just couldn't venture far enough onto the limb. I was going to choose Caroline because I love the chorus. Have you heard Caroline? I've heard it, but I can't really hear it in my head right now. Do me a favor and just go to listen, at least through the first chorus. Okay. <laughs> it's so catchy. Listening to this now as an adult, I'm going to be talking about Lindsay as a guitarist, but I want to talk about Lindsay as a producer. I think that he is one of the best producers that I've ever listened to. Is The way that he pulls out the right mix of instrument at the right time. I don't know. He sets these soundscapes. Yeah. That solo. It feels like it just really is something that carries you deeper into the night. Lush landscapes. I gotta include something off this album. And I feel like this one really just showcases what he can do as a creator. Yeah. What were your thoughts on this track? My focus was on him entirely with his guitar tone. It's almost like a mean guitar tone, but his playing is real sexy in this song. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of music that as a child watching some of those movies from the 80s, like my parents' movies and stuff where romance involved. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say it. You're going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, like a softcore porn music from the 80s or something, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's that feel, like that vibe. Yeah, the guitar playing is cool and hit. Quality softcore porn music. Yeah, it's not rated X, it's rated R, but you know those movies where like they're real like hot and steamy? Yeah. The tone that I was picking up. You weren't picking up child having a journey across no (laughs) (laughs) no no children it's crazy that so what like music and nostalgia can do to you you're coming from like a more objective place if you're just listening to this for the first time right now oh yeah yeah, i totally get what you're saying because i have a personal memory attached to that whole album little lies and everywhere there's a cool little vocal like a chanting part too before the solo like you were saying with the producing i'm a lot of their music there's little things that I would consider add-ins that maybe some like producers and stuff would call unnecessary. Yeah. I'm not saying that vocal chanting part there is unnecessary or anything. Focusing on the producing part, there's a lot of like little sounds and stuff that I notice when I listen to their music that I'll have to turn down my radio in the car. Is that like a noise I'm hearing on the outside of the car or is that in the music? <laughs> Somebody like drumming their fingers on a desk you know, or something. <laughs> you want to continue on to track three? All right. Duffy's track three is Peacekeeper. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you told me that this song was actually released as a single? I didn't even know. Yeah, but who knows this as a single? Right. It's the inverse of the chain. Everybody knows the chain and would assume that it at least made it to the top 10 at some point, but was never even released as a single. And Peacekeeper was, and it's a great song. Yeah. And then you asked me, and I was like, this should at least resurface. Yeah, I love the mix of Stevie and Lindsay together in this. So my previous tracks were primarily Lindsay on vocals, and this is where my first time really bringing Stevie in on my stack vocally. I think it's a great mix. It's danceable. 
I love the lyrics, and I love a couple of the little add-ins on the guitar. Wow, wah, 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 wah. Like, I, I like that. Yeah, man, good lyrics, but I'm terrible at figuring out the meaning of songs, but I was trying to, like, pin something down with this one. But it almost sounds like the peacekeeper to me in this song is a little bit like an assassin. <laughs> really? Yeah. So the lyric, peacekeeper, take your time, wait for the dark of night, take no prisoners, only kill. It's like a song about love, I guess, in a relationship, but yeah, I don't know. I was kind of like getting hung up on that whole thing. Take no prisoners, only kill. I really dig it. I dig the melodies and the vocals. Great tune. Yeah, I think it's a great tune, too. You want to move on to yours? Mine is Walk a Thin Line off of 1979's Tusk. I love the harmonies in the song. Peak Fleetwood harmony through the whole track, pretty much. The beat clap that they have. Yeah, I like that, how the drums, it's almost like that marching, steady beat. I wanted to have a good showcase of that. I'm a big fan of Christy McVie. Sad that she passed away, and I really wanted to yeah. include something that had her voice on it. This, I feel, is just so representative of that sound. If you like that sound, the harmonies of Fleetwood Mac, I feel like this is a great track to listen to. Yeah, it's an easygoing tune, and I think it's kind of like a hippie song. Yeah. If you're a hippie, you probably dig this song, man. Sounds like floating away when yeah. holding a balloon, you know? <laughs> oh, I totally get that. Gives us a good transition into your number four as we stay on the same album. Yeah, man. Dorms. 1979's Tusk. And I almost was going to ask if this was a hit. This sounds like maybe it could have been. I feel like I've at least heard it. I didn't listen to Tusk a lot either until after I saw them live. Yeah, I really like Tusk. One of their stronger albums, for sure. I would say it's my number two. It's your number two, okay. Yeah. But yeah, this is a beautiful song, man. Beautiful guitar tracks. Yeah, relaxing. A song that could put me to sleep. Stevie's melody is great. The lyrics, too. Never, ever been a blue com C. I have always been a storm. I wrote down that exact same thing, dude. <laughs> like that was. Yeah. That's great that we both found that. A lot of people can relate to that, probably. Yeah. Feeling like a storm inside and having all of this chaos of your emotions up and down, pulling you this way and that way. I like it. For me, it's a good way to end my stack. I went pretty hard. Yeah, you like you approached it completely different. Right, than normal, yeah. Kind of fired hard right from the oh, start. did you ever. <laughs> and this is mellow out, kind of see the beauty. and. It's time for sleepy gently end the ride yeah it's a nice lullaby finish i like it yeah what's yours man my inclusion from 2003 say you will was running through the garden and i almost put this on my yeah, yeah, and you said that so we both almost had like <laughs> and that would have been insane yeah these guys don't know they don't shit. know what they're talking about <laughs> get out of here Listening to your stack, you know, with this track on there, it just made me wish even more that I put it on mine. <laughs> this snuck up on me and would not let go. I listened to this track 30, 40, 50 times. Yeah. I don't get tired of it. I have so many <laughs> notes that I don't even know. I feel like I pick up something new each time I listen to it. Yeah. It's crazy. To me, it just feels like the pinnacle of their career. This is a statement, what they are capable of as a band. 
I would not want this to be anything but the all Stevie show. This is the best that I think her voice and the way she carries those lyrics in the song. But she kills it on this song. Incredible. Peak. Yeah, the melodies that she sings are some of the best on this record for her. Whew. The way that her voice kind of does that little waver thing. Look at the end. The first solo. You made mention earlier of him just kind of flying off, doing his own thing, everybody looking at him. Where I wrote in this solo in particular that this doesn't stand out. It feels like all of the tracks are equal. Feels like the whole band is running through the garden with her. Yeah. She's carrying it out in front, and they're right at her heels, all of them equal behind. The bass, the drums, the guitar. The guitar doesn't steal away from Stevie at all. There's not a lot of guitarists from that era with instincts to have an awesome solo, but also keep it in as an element of the song's expression instead of have it be the, the song itself. Like a showcase you were saying earlier. He can do both. Just expressing our undying love of Lindsey Buckingham. Right. <laughs> I feel like they attempted and succeeded at the perfect malleable rock song in that it has like hard and soft elements. The drive yeah. and the rhythm and the solo is hard. Her words and her voice and the wavering and the way that you can hear the raw emotion in her voice is the more of the soft Fleetwood Mac. This album is like hard rock, you know? Oh, yeah. This song, too, it kind of does that little snippet of pop before the pre-chorus. The synth in there, whatever it is. In that section, it kind of makes me think of, like, I could do... Well, not me personally, but picture, like, some dance aerobics to that. You know what I mean? It's got that sound. Oh, for sure. It keeps a great beat. I really love all the lyrics. She herself became just as fatal as was her garden. Never did I mean to imprison you here in my garden like I am imprisoned. Oh, something I was thinking, I was listening to this song coming home from work yesterday. Like, I was trying to sing along with it and give it a little more, like, gruffness. Thinking, man, it would be cool if somebody covered this song. But I guess a cover a song sometimes and it, like, ruins it. But I just wanted to hear somebody sing this with, like, a little more of a rough rock vocal. You know what I mean? I do not want to change the original. Okay, so picture this. I mean, I don't even know if you know this person. Okay. Karaoke version, Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm sings it and gives it more roughness. Okay. Passionate. Get into these lyrics and these melodies. Give it your all. You know what I mean? I was more of a Chris C. McVie fan. That's even weird to think, too. Oh, man, I really love Gypsy. Played that song a thousand times. Stevie's career is a vocalist. I feel like she just carried it all to this point in the song, and then it took her through the song. When she sang, For the Love I Have for Your Life, the second time she says that in the last verse or outro, goosebumps immediately cut through something emotionally. What does it mean, running through your garden? Is it This could be a great environmental song. This garden, this is, you know, Mother Nature's lament. Like, she's, stay away from me because it's about to get real dangerous. Yeah. Didn't mean to trap you here with me, but here we are now. And it's yes, too many flowers to cut down. Too many flowers to cut down. Let's build this ultimate stack, man. And this song absolutely has to go on it. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I wanted it on my stack, and I chose something else, and then after seeing it on your stack, I was like, ooh, it should have been on my stack. <laughs> I'm not going to place it yet, because I kind of want to see what else we come up with. Oh, boy, man. <laughs> I tried not to even think about this going into it. This is going to be so hard. Yeah. <laughs>
I mean, I'm kind of thinking Tango because of the connection that you have with it from your childhood, plus the fact that we both just really, really liked this song. From your stat, this is my, I'll say this is my second favorite from your stat. Okay. I liked Walk a Thin Line. Do we have another, like, so what do you have? You have... Okay, so don't focus on what record they came from. Yeah, I mean, I think we just need to take the songs as we take them without focusing on where they came from. Okay, we want to no, just No, because this for... is just personal. It's personal for us. I mean, we're building our ultimate stack here. Okay, and I wouldn't object to Tango in the Night on there. It's more of a representation of the album. I do like the song, and I love the memory and the, the solo and everything. It's not the hits are like right yeah would rather it would have been like everywhere you know i would have probably had that at my number one i would probably go come <laughs> c-o-m-e we're <laughs> running through the garden and then walk a thin line or storms because of wanting to have the vocal okay i think you're saying as far as tone goes yeah f-stack still want to kind of build an experience right it's versatile for the listener not have to be overwhelmed by 20 minutes of just you know, Lindsey Buckingham going off the wall. <laughs> Guitar solo idea. I would feel like Tango is definitely, as far as the slot, would be like a number two or a number three. Yes. The feel I was getting was, look me in the eyes, baby, I'll look you in the eyes sort of thing. So that's why I see it in that position. Which one of Murrow and Cum, if you had to choose one of those two? Oh, man. I think Murrow. Okay. I know it's a little more out there. For that record, that was the one that ensnared me first. Okay. I know they have that as number two on Say You Will, but I would see that maybe closer towards the closer for us. My thought would be running through a garden should sit at four. Okay. I do like Murrow in the two slot. If you went like Murrow two, Tango three, running through the garden four. I like that. Track one, we need to at least raise the eyebrows of the listener a little bit. Okay. Peacekeeper or Walk a Thin Line, I think would be options there. For me, Peacekeeper is the danceable song. Okay. Get moving and grooving on track one or Walk a Thin Line is more for me the easygoing tune. We need to, like, set the tone a little bit. It's just what being metastrophic is all about. Exactly. Dude, I'm kind of leaning more on Peacekeeper with the Stevie and Lindsay vocals. I was prepared to go out on a limb with you on this one. Fully entrenched in the idea of making a stack that is pretty much entirely Say You Will, and then yeah, <laughs> a random track. If somebody's like me, and they don't know Jack about Fleetwood Mac, and they hit play on our ultimate stack and Peacekeeper comes on, I'm thinking that might keep them hooked on the stack a little bit better. What if Tango is swapped for Walk a Thin Line in the third slot as a kind of palate cleanser between... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, a little break up. That we have a solid representation of what this band has to offer beyond the hits. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Positively Positively Cosmic. All right, so we got number one is Peacekeeper. Number two, 
Murrow turning over in his grave. Then we'll do walk a thin line at three. At number four, running through a garden. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow. There you have it, listener. I am really excited to listen to this later today. Yeah. I think that's a nice wave, man. That's a nice uh, ride from one to four right there. I do, too. And I'm looking forward to hearing with other fans how crazy they think we are, how far out on a limb you think we actually went. If you're a hardcore fan or if you've never listened to the band before, listen to this stack and let us know exactly what you think. Absolutely. Personally, I think it's the best stack for Fleetwood Mac you could ever possibly come to. (laughs) This episode was a challenge. A very fun challenge. We got into the homework, man, and we were psyched. We didn't come to these selections without doing some work. Yes. Last up is Song of the Week. Song of the Week. Who wants to go first? I will. So my Song of the Week is from the band Bayside. Have you ever heard of Bayside? I don't know. It sounds familiar. Hit me. So Bayside is a punk rock band from New York City. They formed in the year 2000. They have eight studio records. And the song that I selected is from the record Killing Time from 2011. The song is called Already Gone. Right from the start, man. Kicks in hard. Killer guitar riff. Really fun. It's essentially, I guess, like a breakup song. But it's got some really clever lyrics. Killer harmony. Really cool, like, stylistic choice how they sing or go into the chorus vocally. And you have to check it out. I think that you would be a fan of this, and I think you'd probably include it on your workout playlist, maybe. Ooh, very nice. Very high energy, clean vocals. For people who've never heard Bayside before, this is where to start, man. This track kicks ass. I will definitely check it out. Yeah, so what do you got? Okay, so my song of the week is... The song called OK by Atmosphere. Atmosphere is a hip-hop duo from Minnesota. Oh. Consisting of Slug and Ant. I've been listening to them for well over a decade, 15 years probably. Really like upbeat, jazzy kind of tone to them in a lot of their songs. I want to read the lyrics. And baby, if you had a dollar for all of your doubters, maybe you could grow a salad and water the flowers. I know the zookeeper, see my leash in my collar, I'm in a tuxedo, smoking weed in the shower. (laughs) It'll be okay, even if you're feeling like there ain't no way. You're still with us today, it's gonna be okay. Nice! I gotta listen to this. Excellent. Alright, I think that wraps it up for us this week. Yeah, we actually got through this episode. It's a miracle. And we will see you next time, campers. Goodbye. Goodbye.